Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. Thank you for joining us for this sermon. You can find all of our sermons at holycommunion.net and our Facebook, YouTube, and podcast channels. Consider hitting like or subscribe. Consider sharing this sermon with others. It helps us to reach more people like you. We are so thankful to those who support our ministry. You can give today at holycommunion.net backslash give. Human beings have the capacity to remain barely alive. The gospel wants you to know that was not the case for Jesus. That was not the story of Easter. The gospels make it painfully clear. Jesus' hands and side were pierced. Jesus was crucified, one of the most painful and public lynchings the cruel forces of our world have ever imagined. Human beings have the capacity to remain barely alive. This wasn't the case for Jesus. And the gospel wants to make sure that you know because the stakes of the resurrection have always been bigger than just Jesus coming back to life. Easter morning is about all of us. On Easter, Mary Magdalene is our guide. For Mary, Easter comes with a question. It's not an easy one. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Why are you weeping? And finding tears in the precise moment when we center our Christian hope may surprise us. And Mary hears the question twice. My Bible professors in seminary always warned, watch out for repetition. The first time, Mary responds as we might expect. They have taken away my Lord. I think we know intellectually the followers of Jesus were in grief. But this morning, I want you to take a moment, reflect, be there with Mary. Imagine what this must have been like for Mary. As much as anyone, Mary Magdalene knew what it was for her life to be transformed by Jesus. Now, don't believe everything you've heard about Mary. The church, about 600 years after Jesus, decided to shame Mary around sex And my guess is that the guys at the time thought this woman was too powerful. But the Gospels tell us exactly two things about Mary Magdalene. The Bible says that she became a disciple of Jesus after she was healed, and that she was a wealthy woman who financed Jesus' ministry. That's what we know about her background. Mary bought into Jesus' preaching and teaching and healing. Mary believed Jesus when he said that God's love was for everyone. God's justice is for the poor, the sick, those cast out by society. Mary knew, perhaps better than most, what it was to have your life transformed by Jesus. She lived and traveled and pledged to support the good news. And so Mary is crying because they've taken away the one who transformed her life. They have taken the one in whom she had invested her hope. They had taken him away, and adding insult to injury, now she thinks even his body has been stolen. Mary couldn't perform the ancient ritual of washing and anointing. I wonder if deep inside, as she gathered her things to walk to the tomb in the dark that morning, Mary was hoping that Jesus was still barely alive. I wonder if she imagined Jesus suddenly taking a shallow breath. 
I wonder if that was Mary's small hope. Small hope wasn't enough. Not on Easter. Jesus wasn't just barely alive. We encounter Mary on Easter morning before she knows how to imagine the magnitude of what comes next. Mary is crying because Mary knew in her bones that Jesus' words were true. And now her hope seems to have been stolen. Okay, it's Easter, and you're going to permit me an interlude here, because that phrase, she knew it in her bones, it tells us something about the nature of faith. I'm going to do a little interlude here on bones in the Bible. They pop up a lot. To understand bones, you have to go to the prophets. And this is my 10th Easter in St. Louis, and at this point, St. Louis has rubbed off on me enough that this week I found a St. Louis connection to the prophet Jeremiah. <laughs> St. Louisans are always finding these connections. Uh, did you know that the prophet Jeremiah has a St. Louis connection? In, in the reading on Thursday morning during Holy Week, uh, Jeremiah says, I, if I say I will not mention God or speak any more in God's name, then within me there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in. Now, the St. Louis connection is there with that phrase, shut up in my bones, because there's an opera by Terence Blanchard, the, the libretto by Carrie Lemons, and the opera was the first ever by a black composer and a black librettist to be featured at the Metropolitan Opera. And it's based on a memoir by the New York Times columnist Charles Blow, and it first premiered at the Opera Theater Company here in St. Louis. The title is Fire Shut Up in My Bones. Thus, even Jeremiah has a St. Louis connection. <laughs> but Jeremiah tells us that the people are tired of hearing of his preaching. They don't want to hear any more laments. They don't want to hear about God's justice. But Jeremiah says, if he stops, if he tries not to speak about God, it is like a fire is shut up in his bones. I have a sense this Easter that many of us in this congregation know something in our bones of why Mary was weeping. We know what it is to have small-minded legislators try to take away hope. Many in our state are suffering as our government tries to take away protections for the LGBTQ plus community. Many in this congregation have given lives to public education and fear our schools are being undermined and made less safe. Many in this congregation are terrified that more kids will die because of our broken politics around guns. Some in this congregation have lost friends and family and students and colleagues to gun violence. Many in this church have spent years in the fight for bodily autonomy, for the right to make basic healthcare decisions, and we're watching those rights get rolled back. I have a sense that many of us this morning know something about what it means to have your hope taken away. Why are you crying? Just look at the news. Mary is weeping not only because she missed out on finding Jesus barely alive. Mary is weeping because she is terrified that his death means she will have to try and stay barely alive herself. 
Mary is scared because in Jesus she saw real hope. She dared to believe the sick would be healed, the poor lifted up, the hungry fed, the imprisoned visited, the outcast included. Mary, one of Jesus' early followers, dared to believe that a new day was dawning. For Mary, the hope of Christ, it, it wasn't simply taught, it was caught. Mary is crying because she didn't want to shut the fire of Christ's hope, of God's loving justice. She didn't want to shut it all up in her bones. Mary wanted more for herself and for her neighbors. Mary wanted to be more than barely alive. We have a capacity as human beings to remain barely alive. But that isn't the story of Easter. And Easter is always about more than what happens to Jesus. Earlier this year at Holy Communion, we installed this window over here to your left, to my right in the chapel. It's the first stained glass window in our church designed by a black artist. The first to feature black representation of biblical characters. And the window is the story that we just heard this morning. Mary Magdalene and Jesus outside the tomb. The window was created by the artist Kababi Bayak. And the arts committee at the church, we wanted to work with Kababi in part because he was known for his depictions of black women and girls with their fists in the air. And just one of the things that Kababi gets right in this window is that Jesus isn't standing in the center alone. So many of those windows in churches. But there's balance in this frame. Jesus wasn't the only hero of the Easter story. Because on Easter, Mary comes fully alive as well. In the window, Kababi does, depicts Mary Magdalene with her fist raised. Take a minute and take a look after the service. And Jesus tells her, don't cling to me. Don't hold on to me. This isn't just the story about what happened to Jesus. This is a story about how hope and love and justice escaped the grave. This is the story of how Mary is sent out by Jesus to tell the boys those male disciples were too scared to hang around. Mary stands up and is sent out. The apostle to the apostles. Mary goes to tell them the good news from the graveyard. Mary is sent so that the world may know that hope is never finally dead. If all your faith can do is keep you barely alive, it's not enough. If you were raised in a tradition that told you to be but a shadow of your true self, allow me to say to you this Easter, I'm sorry. Too often Christianity has been used to keep folks small, to keep lives shallow. The cry of Alleluia, the Easter cry, is anything but shallow. Alleluia is a word of defiance. Alleluia says the world may believe one way, but we know better. It may appear that to survive, you have to say small. Alleluia is the shout of those who know we weren't made to simply survive. Alleluia is the word of those who, in a world of exclusion, choose inclusion. Alleluia is the word of those who, in a world of death, claim life. Alleluia is a defiant word. Against hate, we choose love. 
Alleluia is an Easter word. It's not shallow. The memoirist behind that opera that gives uh, Jeremiah a St. Louis connection, Fire Shut Up in My Bones, the author Charles Blow, he wrote the book because he said he had to claim his full truth. He could not live shallowly any longer. He refused to stay only partly alive for the sake of others' comfort. Charles Blow, he wrote his words because he is a proud black queer man, a survivor of abuse, Charles Blow had to claim his whole truth. He couldn't shut up his truth anymore. Don't let anyone tell you for the sake of religion, for the sake of acceptability, that you have to be less than who you are. Don't let any job, any supervisor, any mentor shrink you to fit into some box. Don't try to shut up your fire in your bones. The world needs the fire. Kababi named our Easter window, Rise Up. Rise up. Rise up on Easter morning. Rise up because your life can always be deeper and fuller than what the forces of cruelty in religion and in government can dictate. Rise up because the good news has to be told, has to be lived to its fullest. Rise up. Because your fire won't be shut up. Let it burn. Let God's love and justice loose in a world that needs it. Rise up and tell the boys what you've always known in your bones. La lucha sigue. The movement goes on. We have the capacity as human beings to remain barely alive. But that isn't the story of Easter. Thank God, not for Jesus and not for us. The resurrection isn't about shallow breathing. Easter tells us, be fully alive. Rise up. Tell your neighbor. Blow wide open the, the doors for justice, for hope, for love. This Easter, will you allow your hope to grow wider? Will you rise up? with Christ. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.